comes the bride with a knife that's one inch wide. Where is the groom dead in the dressing room? Stabbed in the heart because death do us part. Hello and welcome to Death Do Us Part. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And today we're going to complain about the first meal of the day, right? We're talking about breakfast. Which is supposed to be the most important meal of the day. It's also probably the most forgotten meal of the day. And if you're me, it's the meal that has all your least favorite foods. Really? Your least favorite foods? I'm not a breakfast person. I don't yeah. like cereal. Mm-hmm. Um, I Which is tolerate... like the worst breakfast you can eat. But that's like yeah, the only breakfast like, most people have time for. People love cereal. I don't like Pop-Tarts. I'm not a huge toast fan. Eggs? I'll do oatmeal sometimes. I don't really like scrambled eggs that much. Like I'll eat them, but I don't want to. Pancakes? Waffles? Um... I like frozen waffles Just like... at lunch. <laughs> okay. Blueberry frozen waffles. You toast them. You put a piece of cheese and some turkey on it, and you make like a sandwich, but the bread is blueberry okay. waffles. You got me on that one. Do you put dr- drizzle you... a little syrup on there? Uh, I dip it in sriracha, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up sriracha. Um, or... The other hot sauce, Cholula. Yep. Um, but I don't really want to eat them for breakfast. That's like a solid lunch thing. That's not, yeah, it's like a breakfast components, but it's not a breakfast yeah. meal. I, I used to not be hungry fine, ever in the morning. But not like, are you hungry now in the morning? I, I eat later because I, I bring some food up and I just snack while I work. So I don't sit down and have a tremendous breakfast. Because my stomach's just like not ready. And I put all that, like we go to Denny's or something, I eat all that food. And for the next hour, I'm like, I, I ate way too much food this early. It doesn't even matter if it's early, just the first meal of the day. I just go light. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it like keeps you, if you eat too much, then you get like, like, you know, when you go out to lunch at work back in the day when you went to work, <laughs> but, like, you'd go out for like yeah. a tea. You'd go out for like a team lunch and so you'd eat more and then everybody'd come back to the office and then your afternoon was just crap because you're like, oh, I'm like tired from oh, like yeah. the lunch I ate. For sure. For sure. It's like that, but you're just pushing it up to breakfast. I also hate maple syrup. I don't like most syrup, but I truly hate maple syrup. Maple syrup, I'm not a fan of. I love the, I don't know even what, the, they've changed the brand. I don't know what it is anymore. You know, the, the artificial, terrible for you, crappy syrup. Oh, uh, like Mrs. Butterworth's. Yeah, yeah, like that. Uh, smear or, or whatever. Just smear a stick of butter on a pancake, drench it in that, and I'm good to go. But you put like real maple syrup on it. Nah, I'll I'll pass. No, and I don't like all the people in my, what Connecticut or Canada. They're just cursing our names. I know they hate us so much right now. I'm sorry. Did I, I get just the, did I get the state right? Connecticut. Are they known for their maple syrup? I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. Virginia? No. I'm pretty sure one of those states. If you're going the wrong that. direction, that's more south. Doesn't mean, well, okay. Doesn't Vermont have maple Vermont, syrup? that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, that's it. Um, My, like, I don't like cereal because <laughs> it's it it's soggy. I don't like to put syrup on my pancakes or waffles or French toast or anything because it makes them soggy. Yeah, no, I get that. 
soggy and sweet and I don't want them. Yes. Yeah. So that's my holistic breakfast complaint. But now let's dive into some specific um, significant other breakfast complaints. Well, we can, of course, wish our patrons the very best breakfast food that they desire, whether that be a light yogurt breakfast, Greek yogurt like your son, probably with salmon and roe eggs. <laughs> <laughs> or a big hearty uh, lumberjack slam or whatever Denny's has to our patrons, uh, Sarah Eyre at Sarah Smile 83 and Jimmy Fuquay at the Jimmy Fuquay. You can find us eating breakfast at death to his part podcast.com. We don't post breakfast content at deed up cast on Instagram <laughs> and wherever else our social medias are and email us breakfast ideas at deed podcast at gmail.com. Or just yell at us for how we're just talking crap about maple syrup. If you're from Connecticut or Vermont and you suddenly have a problem with us, send in your hate mail. Or from the actual state that's really into maple syrup if we're still no, wrong. It's got to be. It's got to be Vermont. Well, as soon as you said Vermont, Vermont, I'm just going to type in Vermont maple syrup and I'm sure it will come up. Yeah, it exists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it may not be B state, but it's A state. It's it's on it, the it's, other hand though, I we went to Canada at one point and they had these little like maple candies and they were like mm. soft, but it was basically just like maple syrup, but like keep boiling it down until it becomes like a candy sort of thing. Yeah. Those were good. I'd be down for that. I've had those before. They were, super, they were really tiny, though, and I feel like if I ate more than one, then it'd be too much, but I just ate, like, one little, like, leaf, and I was into oh, it. Oh, instant. So. Yeah, instant diabetes. You eat a whole yes. box of those, and I think you go into cardiac arrest. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. You get really thirsty, like, when you eat too much sugar and you, like, have dry mouth from it. That happens. Well, now, you had the bigger breakfast complaint, so I'll go first. <laughs> and that's why we have this episode. <laughs> and uh sorry i can't stop laughing at it uh i don't really have a, a lot of breakfast complaints i usually make breakfast for the kids because i'm up and ready earlier than kelly is and uh, i don't really have to do much to get ready for work because i work from home uh, but she has to deal with the kids all day so she actually needs to be more prepared than me so i usually go down um make them breakfast and Really, the only complaint I have is that she just won't feed herself breakfast most days. Like, if I make something for her, she she might eat part of it. But because our youngest is just constantly ravenous, since she comes down later after the kids have eaten breakfast, he'll just want to eat her stuff. So he'll end up eating more food. She'll be eating less. Or if I don't make it, sometimes she will, but... Um, Often she just won't feed herself. So I, I guess my pet peeve is that she needs to eat breakfast, stay healthy, and don't let her children kill you because <laughs> it's the most important meal of the day. Um, You should just get her like protein shakes because that's the only thing I do for breakfast. Although uh, my son now has developed a taste and likes them. They're they're vegan. You're just roiding um, your son up, feeding no, that already – Strong, they're big like, kid protein shakes. <laughs> they're vegan plant protein, so it's not like I'm bulking them up with whey or anything. And I've let him have like a sip, and then he'll be like, mm, I like that. Can I have some more? And I'm like, I barely like it. Like, there's no way that you like it. He drinks like one of Nick's, and it's got like creatine, and he's just like a big plump ball <laughs> squished for a day. <laughs> it's just like puffs him up. Uh, 
He'd just have yeah, rage. I don't, and, like, I don't see everywhere. her drinking a bunch of protein shakes either. That's the only thing I ever do usually for breakfast because um, you just don't have time. Like I come downstairs and I'm like doing yep. Calvin's breakfast. And then by the time I could even like pour a cup of coffee, he's done eating and he's right. like bouncing out. Well, your real breakfast complaint is that your children eat like gourmet breakfast every single day when we grew up eating like rice yeah, what is that? cereal. <laughs> what, what is that? No, seriously. I would have a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios every day. One bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> that would be enough for me. Maybe some orange juice. Maybe, maybe something else. Some toast. Maybe. But no, not usually. Then you're out the door to school. And I survived. By lunchtime, I was hungry. I ate my lunch at school. They will have like three, no joke, it's like three bowls of cereal, fruit on the side, maybe something else. I'm like, when did, so when did things change? I don't remember ever having anything with cereal. If you had cereal for breakfast, you'd have cereal. And they'd show the commercial where they were like part of this balanced breakfast. And the kid would have like cereal and eggs and toast and like whatever. And I was just sitting there like, who eats all of that for breakfast? You eat your bowl of cereal and you run out the door. Like, I don't understand. My child, my child eats all of that for breakfast. So, so do ours. I don't know when it changed. I don't get it. He always has to have, yes, usually I give him like Greek yogurt um, or something because he needs that like protein to. To go with his protein shake? Yeah. <laughs> well, cause just to keep him full longer. I don't need to have snack time at like 945. Well, that's true. Yeah. Because they always, they just constantly ask for, for food. Yeah. So yeah, my, my... my pet peeve is my, my bougie kids eat a gourmet breakfast. Well, I, I literally take with me a banana and a bowl of cereal upstairs. So, yes, that's my complaint now. Um, so my complaint, this happened this past weekend. Um, and I know we just looked at each other and we were like, breakfast episode. Um, <laughs> so it started out as uh, my husband trying to do something very nice. Um, he was like, you know what, Owen, the babies, was awake a lot. Um, last night because he's going through a leap and he uh, is learning to make new noises and if you hold on to his hand he can roll over which is so cute um, <laughs> off topic though he also didn't sleep at all and also um, good thing is that cute right that's what it comes I down know. to um, and then Calvin also woke up at like 3 o'clock in the morning and he was crying because he wanted to go whitewater rafting so is this, um, are these words that came out of his mouth yeah. I want to go whitewater like, rafting, mommy. <laughs> and I was like, well, we can't go whitewater rafting right now because um, it's the middle <laughs> thousand, of the night. There's a thousand reasons. We don't have a raft. <laughs> we don't live in Colorado. <laughs> and he was like, but I put my helmet on. And I was like, you too. That's so great. Please go to sleep. He has a Mickey Mouse story to go whitewater rafting in. So okay, okay. That makes It makes sense. a little more sense then. Well, was um, anything so on his head? No, he puts a pretend helmet on and then he goes, and then you click the strap, click. And they must say it in the book or something. That is why he says that. But anyway, so once I like got everybody back to sleep two hours later, I was like fully awake and I was like, this sucks. I'm going to be really tired tomorrow. So Nick woke up in the morning and Owen was still sleeping because it was daytime. So he had to sleep, obviously. And he was like, I will let mommy and Owen sleep and Calvin and I will go downstairs. So he didn't let Calvin come and jump on my face that morning. He got him downstairs and he was like, and I'll make him 
a bagel and some yogurt and we'll have breakfast. And then I woke up and it was eight and I called downstairs and said, are you guys dressed and ready to go? And he said, no, we're eating breakfast. And I said, why? In 20 minutes, we are going to breakfast because that day we were having family breakfast and he fed my child breakfast before we were supposed to go to breakfast. Yep. It's not like he didn't know. Like everybody mentioned it like 47 times every time we'd seen each other. At five o'clock in the morning that morning, I was awake and I woke him up to ask him if he thought someone remembered to invite my grandma to breakfast. Which so he literally had. only had to remember. Yeah, of course they did. I just five o'clock, 5 a.m. thoughts. He only had to remember for like three more hours that we were going <laughs> to breakfast. That's but not even no. the best part of the story. The best part is that you came in to family breakfast with all of us there seething mad. And when anyone asked you, what's, Laura, what's wrong? Your response was just, just ask Nick. And so he comes out like a proclamation. He's like, okay, everybody, attention. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, did he buy a new car? Like, what? Has he got some special announcement? And then he he just says, so Laura's mad at me. Because I accidentally forgot we were or I forgot we were coming over here and fed our son breakfast, so he's already had breakfast. This is his second breakfast, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, he's just like his dad. Then he's just having second breakfast. What's the big deal? I just love that it was. He also, I just kept telling everybody to go ask him, or they could have asked Calvin because the whole entire five minute drive over there was just Calvin sitting in the car going. Daddy forgot about breakfast at Grandma and Papa's. Daddy forgot about breakfast at Grandma and Papa's. Daddy oh, forgot about breakfast and he gave us bagels. And Nick was just like melting. Uh, uh, you really so have why, baked the shame out of your husband. Like he just stood I, up he, there, said, this is what I did. Just so everybody knows we're all on the same playing field. And you know what? It worked. It, it, it crushed that awkwardness and everybody could just move on. Yeah. And then everybody laughed. Oh, I was yeah. mad because we were late, and we were late because they were screwing around eating breakfast that they didn't need to eat instead of getting ready. Um, so that was what inspired this episode. But um, the actual like complaint that I have that's kind of continuous is um, the leaving of uh, the baby has like a bouncy chair that you put him in, and then it like plays music and makes like waterfall lights or whatever. Um, But he leaves it in, like, the worst place. Like, I will be standing in the kitchen cooking something, and then I go to turn around, and somehow it is two inches behind me. (laughs) And I am so near death or, like, falling down and tripping just all the time because this thing is just constantly, like, behind me somehow. Um, So that's my other, especially at breakfast time. I'll, like, come downstairs for breakfast, and I'm trying to get coffee, and I'm half asleep, and the next thing I know, I'm, like, eating it over that. Which is detrimental to both of our lives, but I'm the one who's always carrying at least one child. So, or a hot cup like of coffee. Or both. <laughs> so then, like, you can't see over, like, your abnormally large children. And it just, it's dangerous. So that's my other breakfast complaint. The one that's kind of more, like, long-lasting versus this one. Right, you, right. We all know that he will never again feed our child breakfast without making sure we're not going to breakfast. It's a weekday with both of you have work. Honey, I just want to check. We're not going to breakfast, right? You don't have to ask me anymore. It's always on Sundays. 
if if it's not a Sunday, you don't have to worry about it. It's literally always on Sundays. That's true. Oh boy. Yeah, that was hilarious. Good laughs. Thanks for the laughs, Nick. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's tr- turn our attention to someone who was not so patient about the breakfast mistake that happened to him on September of 2010. Uh, this man, Stanley Neese, was a resident of a mobile home community in Kentucky, and he wanted eggs for breakfast. So his wife made him eggs. But she did not make them the way he wanted them made. So you know what he did? He ate those eggs with a smile and moved on with the day. No! Perfect. He attacked his wife with a shotgun while in his pajamas, chasing her around the trailer park. Big difference there. Yeah, what? Neighbors, she made him eggs, right? Yeah, but apparently she didn't make them the way he wanted them made. And uh-huh. neighbors know this because he was shouting about it as he chased her around the trailer park. They recall seeing Stanley run outside shooting at his wife. She ran around the Jeep, and he riddled the car with damage, just bullet holes. His wife ran to a neighbor's house where Stanley cornered her, killed her with the shotgun. So Stanley shot his wife. Then he shot four other people in the home that she fled to. One of the victims was um, Mrs. Niece. They didn't say her name. The whole story. I kept looking for it. She's just Mrs. Niece. Maybe they didn't want to say her first name for some reason, but um, he killed her daughter. Now, it didn't say their daughter. It said her daughter, so I'm assuming from a previous relationship, and three mm-hmm. other neighbors. So he killed Mrs. Niece, his stepdaughter, presumably, and three neighbors. Jeez. So over regardless, eggs? he shot five people over his eggs being cooked Incorrectly. I don't know if she overcooked him. If he wanted a runny egg, a sunny side up, over easy, over medium. Either way, Stanley is very concerned about his egg cooking. If you want something done right, you just do it yourself. You don't kill everybody around you. No, you don't. You don't. Now, one of the victims, Teresa Fugate, was shot in front of her seven-year-old daughter, and her daughter pleaded to Stanley, please, please don't shoot me. And Stanley said, all right, you can leave. And she ran to the neighbor's house, and that's who called the cops when she ran over there. One full hour later, that's how long it took the police to get out here. I don't know if it was Um, far away, but that seems like an unreasonable response time to a shooting. Well, in Kentucky, it might be like in the boonies somewhere. It could be, and that might be why. But either way, a whole hour later, the police arrived, and they heard one final shot, which was Stanley taking his own life. Oh, no. Sorry, did he just shoot those other people and they were injured, or did they all die? No, they all died. He killed five people over his eggs. Yep. Jeez. Now, he wasn't a saint before this. He he had gotten into some trouble in nonviolent issues with child support, traffic tickets, things like that. But he really didn't have any major violent episodes, at least not that he had gotten in trouble for. Now, the landlord of the trailer park um, did say that he was trying to evict him because he had become increasingly hostile lately. I don't know why. Um, hmm. There was only one account of him being hostile towards other neighbors from the landlord that he could recall. But apparently he was just an angry person. 
One neighbor heard the chaos. He actually popped his head out while he was chasing his wife around the trailer park, and Stanley took a shot at him, but thankfully missed. And this same neighbor is one who saw saw Stanley mumbling to himself on the porch right before he shot himself in the head before the police could arrive. There was something wrong with him, like, right? Like, something happened. Yeah, I suppose if he was escalating in hostility, if he had something... Uh, yeah. a mental disorder or maybe there was a drug issue um and i i talk, chalk it up to at this point just senseless violence i kept waiting for the article to say well there were drugs in his system his system he was on methamphetamine or something um or there was some larger marital issue that you know they realized later that you know she was seeing some other guy but nothing the, the, all that was in the article and all that the neighbors heard was that he was yelling at her about how she made the eggs wrong. So this is truly just death over eggs. Jeez. How do you want your eggs? Over death. Ha ha ha. So yeah, that was, uh, it was crazy. Well, now I'm never making anybody eggs ever again. Sorry. Yeah, I don't was, do eggs. <laughs> When he's on a date and somebody says, hey, Stanley, how do you like your eggs in the morning? You better fucking listen. Because he's crazy. Um, I feel like you just should make your own eggs. Eggs are something that people are like really picky about, kind of. Like, even if you want your eggs like over easy, there's different levels of over easy. Is mm-hmm. it really over easy? Do you want them over medium? Like, you know what I mean? That's true. But some people aren't good at doing that. And they'll just break the yolk. So they need to have someone else do it. Yeah. I've gotten better, but I'm not I'm not good at cooking eggs. I don't think not. Nick is fine at cooking scrambled eggs. I don't think he can cook like uh, over medium eggs or fried eggs. I really, can. Without breaking them. Usually I just put a lot of butter in there with it. Just to make sure it's easy to get off and flip. flop it over. <laughs> That's how I cook my eggs. Um, so I also have kind of like a weirdly similar murder um, about just being ridiculous about breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is in Chicago. Um, John Matthews, who is 25 years old, killed his girlfriend, Shanta Harris, um, Shanta's mother and Shanta's sister in an eruption of rage after Shanta declined to cook him breakfast or braid his hair one morning in June of 2020. So this is really recently, too. That is. And very specific. Those two things threw him over the edge, which yeah, is more than was... just breakfast. This one, <laughs> at least there were two triggers. I don't know. Um, so they'd been dating for two years and they had a son who was four months old at the time in June. Um, so Shanta was at John's house for Father's Day and stayed over that night. Um, the next morning, uh, John was like, I'm hungry. And he told Shanta to cook breakfast for him, but she declined because she wasn't feeling well. Um, he then asked oh, so her she, to... she was, had like a legit excuse too. Yeah. She's like, oh, Not that she has cook to cook his breakfast. Right I don't feel good. But like, and then he was like, mm-hmm. and then he's like, oh, okay, well, if you want to make me breakfast, then braid my hair. Uh, which she also declined again because she didn't feel good. If I don't feel good enough to stand there and like smush some eggs around, like I'm not going to sit there and braid your hair, dude. Like I'm going to go lay down. Yeah, right. Um, 
So in the perfect world, he told her to rest and he cooked her a nice big breakfast while she tried to recuperate and feel better. In reality, he went into a rage and started yelling and he punched her in the eye. Oh, geez. Um, his grandmother, John's grandmother, tried to intervene. She brought Shanta outside to defuse the situation, but John followed, um, yelling that he hated Shanta and that she just doesn't do it for him. Um, that's in quotes. Like he, he was quoted as saying she doesn't do it for him. Like, doesn't do what? Make eggs for you or make breakfast for you? Because he just can't braid that hair properly. No, do it yourself. And also, like, your grandma was there. I'm sure your grandma would have cooked you some breakfast, too. Like, she just doesn't cook my breakfast. Right? Well, get over it. So, um, Shanta tried to call her mother for help, but John grabbed her phone and broke it. So, his poor grandma let Shanta use her phone. Um, so, then Shanta's uh, mom, Frances Neal, and her sister, Jasmine Neal, um, shortly we're outside um, to pick Shanta up. Uh, John, of course, um, the epitome of niceness and caring, uh, yelled at them to get off his property and then refused to let them go inside to get the baby, which this is like, like the baby's four months old. You have to let the mom go inside and get her baby. She's not just going to leave without her four month old. Especially with this um, crazy, abusive, violent man. Right, who just punched her in the eye over some breakfast. Yeah. So Shanta's sister Jasmine called 911 and was telling the call taker that John had given her sister a black eye and was refusing to hand over their son. Uh, the arguing continued, and then John pulled a gun out from his waistband and shot Shanta's mother, Frances, seven times, which, like... Holy mackerel. Overdone, for sure. Did not need to be seven times. Um, he then shot Shanta once in the chest. Um, her poor sister Jasmine ran into the street running for her life with like her hands up, like just trying to get away. Um, but John chased her down and shot her in the head. Jeez. So then his own grandmother called 911 as he fled and identified him as the shooter. Um, both Shanta's mom and sister, Francis and Jasmine, were pronounced dead at the scene. Um, Shanta was taken to Advocate Christ Medical Center, um, where she gave police an extensive videotaped statement. Um, in this statement, she identified her presumably ex-boyfriend, John, as the shooter. Um, and then she also told police about past instances of his violence against her and said that he disabled her cell phone 28 other times so that she could not call the police on him. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So he's trapped. always been kind of the worst. And um, he had a gun in his waistband. Yeah, just chilling. Just ready for action. Yeah. A loaded gun. It's not like he had to go inside and be like, let me get some. Yeah. Um, anyways. Um, so she later, she died three months later, September 5th. Um, wow. And they ruled it as a homicide, and basically she died from complications from her gunshot wound in a recovery center. Jeez Louise. Really sad. Um, so John fled to Iowa, um, and he was hiding, basically, and he was only arrested after getting into a car accident in August, so about two months later. Uh, he was then extradited back to Illinois at the beginning of November on a, the murder warrant. Um, on, um, 
pretty recently once he got there it was like or pretty soon after that um the judge ordered him to be held without bail on three counts of first degree murder um specifically noting that his own flesh and blood had identified him as the shooter and turned him in yeah right so um since that was november um he's awaiting trial still although i really don't see him having much of a chance of like not getting the highest sentencing um i don't think there's anybody who's like gonna advocate for him right now especially his grandma yeah unless he pleads uh, guilty and right but there's and still three counts sort of... three counts of murder that's like three life sentences yeah um yeah, and he he had no like past record of anything, um, probably because he kept disabling people's phones. But uh, he'd never been like arrested or done anything violent, and um, had worked for Amazon. Wow, yeah, he had a gun in his waistband. Well, I am. So I wonder it if it might be a Chicago thing. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, it could have been for personal safety but if he's threatening you know he pointed that gun in someone's face before if he's disabled the phone 28 times just to abuse someone just the fact that like the first thing he did was shoot her mom seven times yeah like what yeah i don't know but um over yeah breakfast and hair braiding was just the final straw breakfast triggers man it's a good thing you you didn't kill nick People are up in the morning and they want coffee and they're hangry and mm-hmm. bad shit happens. Wow. That's very true. Well, for my hypothetical murder, instead of hypothetically murdering my wife who doesn't eat breakfast anyway, I'm going to pick that guy <laughs> and I'll make him breakfast. So for my hypothetical murder, uh, I, I just Googled death by breakfast. That's usually how I start just to see what I find death by, you know, whatever our topic or general topic is. And I found this Mm -hmm. story um, from the city of, uh, I think it's Jixi in Heilongjiang, China, where nine family members died from eating homemade noodles for breakfast, which I'm very interested now in breakfast noodles because it sounds delicious. I'm Um, into that. That sounds really good. And they died because the... Noodles were made with fermented corn flour. And I guess if you don't store flour properly and it gets moist and, and whatever else, it can actually ferment. Uh, but that introduces a lot of bad things, such as um, bong krakechik acid, which is a respiratory toxin. And so the toxin is resistant to being boiled at high temperatures. And the family who ate these noodles... Uh, had them frozen for a whole year before they cooked them. So it's resistant to cold temperatures as well. And it was still potent enough to kill them. Now, three of the children who did not like these noodles didn't partake. So at least three of the family survived because they're of the aversion to these noodles. Um, And I'm not 100% sure how to ferment flour, but my plan was to add some yeast and possibly a little bit of moisture and set it out in the garage near the vent of the furnace where the air circulates through. So it's just spewing dirt and dust and air and and moisture. And I can get like brewer's yeast and uh, all that good stuff mixing in with the flour. So then when it gets that fermented smell, which which I'm familiar with, uh, I'll just make some homemade noodles. 
and say, you know, and then just not eat them. Yeah, no, no, it would be. Uh, I mean, homemade noodles—that's the kind of thing that wins you a cooking contest on a TV show. Like the, the guy who makes the homemade noodles is the one who wins. So I'm going to serve the sour noodles as like a special treat for a special occasion. That way, the rest of us don't partake. And hypothetically, if it's Kelly, but in this case, this asshole who needs his hair braided, um, <laughs> whoever the target might be. Um, yeah, apparently just, it's just deadly. And they I think they even some of them even went into the hospital, but it was just too late. They couldn't do anything for him. And no one would believe that that wasn't an accident. Yeah. Yeah, it was just fermented flour. Yeah. Who would know? No, and I had no idea this was a, a thing. Sounds super dangerous if you don't. That's why you have those. Everyone has those canisters uh, with their flour in a secure location. Yeah. Well, mine is not that complicated and a lot messier, really. Well, that sounds Um, just as intriguing. Well, so I was thinking about the tripping over. I mean, I can't do anything about first and second breakfast. It is what it is. Um, But I was thinking (laughs) about tripping over the bouncer chair. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was looking up the third leading cause of unintentional injury related deaths is falls. And like 34,673 people died in falls at home and at work. Wow. Yep. Yep. So um, just like falling over. Yeah. Wow. And your husband... falls can happen. Falls can happen anywhere, even at a desk job. That's what it says. Well, that's it was... that's intense. Um, I'm at a desk right now. I'm in danger. But go and on. my husband has been known to fall. Yes, so he, yes, he has. Um. So my plan was to in the morning when it's super early when he goes in to make coffee. I was going to have rigged this bouncy chair. It has like a plastic thing that sticks up at the top and there's like a bird that sticks off on a spring and like stuff moves or lights up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I am going to duct tape knives to it. <laughs> Go on. But like while wearing gloves and not touching them. And then when he's going to make like grab the coffee and then you have to turn around because the coffee pot's behind you. When he goes to grab the coffee, I'm going to throw it behind him. He will turn around and trip over it and fall directly onto all of the knives. Uh-huh. I'm then going to remove the duct tape off of the knives with my glove, um, get rid of the duct tape mess. So it's just like a pile of knives and him falling over this um, bouncy chair. And then I will throw a dish towel on it and open the dishwasher. And he will be emptying a bunch of knives out of the dishwasher. Um, and drying them off with a dish towel when he tripped and fell over so his bouncy chair. Your, your murder is like the high school joke where you have a friend kneel down behind someone and then the other person pushes him over. It, it's like table it's like topping, that. but when table topping gets real yes. dangerous. I knew there was a name for it. I could not remember. Yes. So you're going to table yeah. top him over a baby bouncer onto a pile yep. of knives. Yep. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> As you do. It's creative, that's for sure. It's it's always a good time when you're getting your your youngest's play equipment involved in your murder. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just use a toy then, you don't want your kids to have anymore. That way you can throw well, it. Well, and then I have to apologize profusely to my friend who 
gave us this bouncer <laughs> to borrow it i'm sorry it's just i couldn't get the stains out what stains my husband's blood <laughs> yeah you're like sorry i don't know if you really want this literal death trap in your house anymore uh. yeah um so that's breakfast uh whether you like your eggs poached fried or scrambled um make them yourself that's good advice <laughs> and as always uh while marriage is messy murder is messier i'm like really hungry now just for like dry pancakes i'm good for that